Yeah, I, I, I did too, and, and I think I, I'm in the same boat as you. If Hank's healthy, I think he's the quarterback because as well as Jack played and, and the kind of that we've gotten out of the game, you know, we're three days away from it, like you still only scored 14 points and you still only had 338 yards of offense. Like, yeah, you played, you know, decently well, all things considered, but you didn't set the world on fire so much that it's like, all right, there's our guy. Like, he's the quarterback. And and we talked about on the postgame show, there was some optimism coming out of that game, and we're going to talk about it tonight. Like, being optimistic about a 28-14 defeat to a Big Ten school that might win three or four games, like, I... They're not good. No, They're I don't know good. what that says about the program, though, What where Tech's at right now. that That's what scares me. So I have, um, is this Athlon? Yeah, I have Athlon Magazine and it says, and you know this, they always talk to an opposing coach anonymously. Mm-hmm. It says, scouting the Bulldogs. They know exactly who they want to be. They just don't have the weapons. Sonny wants to build a Texas air raid a few, team, a few miles east of Dallas. Do they? I don't see it. I don't see it. I mean, I, I hope that they do because that's what I want to see. Sean, Tex brought in 86 new players the last two years. Like, when are you going to transition to it if that's the goal? Like, you're not any closer 17 games in than where we were a season ago last right. August, what, September. What, what, would this offense look better with Trey Harrison? In it? Definitely. I think this right, offense so, would look better if you had Marquise Crosby healthy. Okay, I think it would too. So, my point is, BC, and I'm certainly not, because I'm in agreement with you, I'm not trying to give this coaching staff a pass. Because the transfer portal works both ways, right? Um, the... Um, like, you look at Tech, what they've done defensively. They have brought in two players with their name is case. I just saw the stand. They have two of the top tacklers. Yeah, Miles Hurd and Brevin Randall. Yeah. That's it. So that those are transfer players. The portal takes, but the portal also gives. Can you bring in guys for a set system if you're constantly turning over the roster? If you pay them. I mean, yeah. Well, we know we don't have the money for that. I might be young and dumb, but I say yes. Like, go find You're the talent. You're young and dumb. Like, like you got – and listen, I'm you not – got to go find talent that's not talented I'm yet. not saying Dakotas Crawford is God's gift to earth, but, Sean, he was a top 35 oh, receiver in the country. He was. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's talent to be had out there, but, like, you're not going to get any two receivers that are better than Smoke Harris and Cyrus Allen. I agree, and I think Smoke has played his best. I mean, Smoke is playing his tail off right now. Yeah, he is. and listen, I said it earlier. You lined Cyrus Allen up in the slot twice on Saturday. He had a post route that was a missed touchdown throw by Turner, and he caught a touchdown. Do it more. Like, and we've talked about it with and coaches. And a kickoff return. That yeah, and read a kickoff. Turner. Like, we talk about it, though. With co- Sometimes coaches need to just keep it simple versus saying, wow, we've ran this four times. They're going to – no, like, if your guys are better than their guys, which Cyrus Allen was better than the Nebraska safety, they're not going to stop it. I, I just think offensively Tech doesn't get its playmakers in the best spots, play in and play out. Oh, uh, and then Marcus Marquise Crosby, you mentioned it, kept thinking, okay, he's not available for week zero. We're halfway through a quarter through the season. Is he going to be available, well, period? That's my question. At, at what point do you get to the point where you're like, all right, it's not worth playing him for four or five games? Like Because when he comes back, like he's not taking 25 carries in his first game back. Like It's going to be a gradual increase. So I, I think you're probably getting pretty close to that cutoff 
And if you lose this week against UTEP, you might be at the cutoff. Bleed Thick Blue, folks, coming up uh, right after us here on Sports Talk 97.7. BC, good show as always. Taylor, tip of the cap for you. Beck, welcome in. For Tabes, for BC, I'm Fox. Bleed Tech Blue up next. We'll see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock for another edition of The Company. This has been The Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. said other than let's not chase points there okay Peyton it didn't go well in the post-game press conference what's the question I just finished telling you (laughs) if you want to know what Dan Patrick said next just podcast it by searching the Dan Patrick show and as always you can listen to Dan Patrick live weekdays 9 a.m. Eastern 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. This is The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. The Denver Broncos giving up seven freaking points. I used to cover NBA games with the Cavaliers under Mike Fratello, the Knicks sometimes under Jeff Van Gundy, where they wouldn't score 70 points. And here they go doing it in a football game. At first, when I saw the score, I thought it was uh, Dodger playoff pitching when I saw the score. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Chris, here we go. I don't know if you're in Denver or you're in the ownership or the fan base or whatever, and you saw what happened with Sean Payton and that team, Chris. I'm here to tell you, I know it's three games in. After watching that performance and what went on, I'm convinced that the players have quit on Sean Payton. Wow! This is The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. (laughs) They're fearless. I would put all my chips to the middle. They have attitude. No nice things for you. And they're best friends. With my best friend. He's Jason Smith. I love chocolate and I love the Mets. Fire them all! That's Mike Harmon. What else do you need? It's the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. This is a story you may not like. Putting the sports world on their back. I had a dream about Zach Wilson. Weeknights at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. FS1. To find FS1 on your television, go to foxsports.com for details. FS1. In an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. 
For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Dairy Queen. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Hayes, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Of course, you can get us on the hotline or the text line, 888-993-7762. A lot to get into on this Tuesday night. Before we get going, Beck Haynes, I got some news for you, and I got some good news for you. Nine. You want to hear the news first? <clears throat> sure, Maybe with the news. All right, the dogs on the gridiron are off to a 2-3 and three start. The Bulldogs on the soccer pitch are off to a 3-6-3 three, and three start. Hmm. And the volleyball team's off to a 5-9 and nine start to get our fall sports going. So here's the good news. Men and women's basketball have started practicing and Lane Burroughs and his Diamond Dogs are getting ready to crank it up. Sounds like we needed it. Yeah, when's like, bowling season? I'm looking for when optimism. The bowling I'm looking for bowling. I, I don't know when bowling starts, but I'm about to look it up. Like I said, appreciate you joining us. Bleed Tech Blue Radio on this Tuesday night. Of course, if you missed it, Saturday afternoon up in Lincoln. Sonny Cumbie squad fall. Bowling starts October the 8th. Uh, Sonny Cumbie squad falls 28-14 at Nebraska. Kind of a little bit of an odd game. Had a lightning delay mixed in with 839 remaining in the fourth quarter. I believe that delay lasted for 50 minutes. I know we were on the couch, but it seemed like that came out of nowhere. Yeah, it kind of surprised me, to be honest. I knew there was a chance at weather at some point. Ultimately, There was a couple games this weekend that were in a little delay. A little weather. Yep. 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 No. Must have had a little tropical storm. A little tropical kind of storm. Fluttering itself across the United States of America. I see you got the Red Bull tonight. You going to bring some heat or what? Probably not, but hey, I'm here. Got you a fresh haircut? If I... <laughs> If I didn't have the Red Bull, I might be sleeping. Got me a fresh haircut, too. Yep. Uh, glad you mentioned sleeping. Snoozer of the week, possibly on the road at UTEP Friday night. 8 o'clock kickoff, CBS Sports Network. Uh, either the play on the field will be a snoozer, or you'll be snoozing because it ends so late. That's 8 o'clock game. That's a lo- that's that's a tough one. Speaking of 8 o'clock game, the boys have been practicing all year long at about 7 a.m. You've probably seen them out there taking your kids to school. Oh, this week we switched it up a little bit. Going for the eight, seven, seven, eight o'clock practice to try to get the boys acclimated. So you have them pretty much going to bed at eight thirty every night because they practice so early, and hey, then you just thing. switch it on them. Zach Zemo's linebacker was at the press conference. Today. Oh, he said I was in bed by nine thirty. <laughs> I thought that was funny. You know the, I mean, <laughs> give it to the boys for following the leader, but there's got to be a little of like, okay, I'm on the night shift now. But hey. Like you said, snoozer of the week at UTEP. Since your lock of the year was North Texas at home when I feel no pressure to get it right because you're 0-1, this is going to be my lock of the year. As what, I win? think Jack slash Hank and the boys, whoever's playing. And we don't know who will be at quarterback. We'll see how I got my predictions with absolutely no basis. I saw the hit Hank took. Looked like it hurt a good bit. You think he's out again? Maybe he's Superman. I don't know. Let but. me tell you this. Let me riddle I don't know this. how you go from like not being able to throw a ball at all to like being okay in two. All right, weeks. I got I got some homework for you. You got one hour and twelve minutes to figure out the answer. Seven fifteen, we're gonna need you. What? Seven fifteen, I need oh, the okay, answer. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Tech has it one on the road. December twenty twenty. December third, 
of 2020. Saturday night, or Friday night, mm-hmm. in El Paso, I believe that's September the 29th, 8 o'clock. I need you to figure out how many days it's been <laughs> since Tech's last home win, or the road win. We counting today? Uh, sure, why not? Well, yeah, you have to, because the game's on Friday. So, absolutely. But anyways, so let's get into this Nebraska game. Um... 28-14 on the surface. We, we talked about it last week. You know, Tech was a 19-20, 21-point underdog, depending on the book that you looked at. Vegas is always right, blah, blah, blah. We get all that. We also knew that there was a chance, and we didn't talk a whole lot about it. We talked more about this stuff on the Bleed Tech Blue message boards. You know how the old insider information bit goes. You can't get into too much, but we knew there was a chance Jack Turner would potentially make his first career start. Jack Turner's been in the program for a year and a half now, and we came to the postgame show. Turner went 27 of 42, 292 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Generally speaking, we thought it was a good performance. I'm going to take that interception off the board, but go ahead. That's fine. That's fine. <clears throat> Generally speaking, we thought it was a pretty good performance. But my question for you is this. You've had time to sleep on it, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night. How do you feel the, about the performance three days removed from it? I still feel the exact same. Let me tell you why. I, okay, yeah, we, I'm, we, I'm open to everything. Hey, we, we talked and both agreed. It was the eye test for me. It was the most enjoyable tech offensive game I've watched all year. Just from the eye test. Just from the eye test. Like I know we didn't score a bunch of points. Okay. Uh, I just we we moved the we pushed the ball down the field. You got to watch Jack get more comfortable throughout the game. I agree. I'm sure part of what was so interesting about it is you just haven't seen Jack yet, so he's going to hold your attention for a few that, more drives. That, that does bring a little additional excitement. Uh, I agree. But I just was fascinated with how comfortable he looked. I, I mean, he, he made he was inaccurate early. Thought it was interesting. Cumbie said today he, he thought he was accurate, and I was like, go back and watch the film. First two quarters, he was not accurate. But but then again, but you we've seen that in practice all year. Like Jack will do three or four good plays, and then he'll sail an easy one fifteen yards over the guy's head, and you're like, what are you doing? You know, uh, it's intriguing. That was his first Division One start in front of ninety thousand at Nebraska. And Great it's environment. Not an easy atmosphere. No. I agree. Not, so not exactly what you want to throw a young quarterback. I'm into. not. It's not lost on me the blockbusterness of his start. Okay, but at the end of the game, I'm thinking. I mean, we 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 went in going with low expectations, honestly, just based on how we played all year and the quality of the opponent. Nebraska's offense is terrible. Their quarterback, they wish they had Jack Turner. Their quarterback is, he can run the ball, congrats. Well, they might not win another Got game. a little Justin Fields in him, I guess. Can run it, but can't do anything else. Their defense, honestly, I was expecting them to be more dominant. I felt like our offensive line played the best game they played all year. Color me shocked. Okay, let me ask you this, though. Color the, me let shocked. Let me ask you this. Lowest blitz rate takes offensive line seen all year. 15% of well, the I mean, lines. just, that, what, why? What? Well, that, that's what I'm asking. That, that, like, to, like if to, you got a backup quarterback, go get them. But why would they? They didn't need to, right? And so that that that's kind of where I wanted to go. And I'm glad you, you think there's more to the story. Well, I'm glad you brought up the eye test. But oh, as a consumer and average fan, I'm all about the eye test. Yes, and I agree with you that it looks so much more 
aesthetically aesthetically pleasing. Is that how I would? Sure, it's a big word for you. You got it. That? Not bad. I just like the further I get removed, I'm like, I don't know if it was Jack Turner that excited me, or if it was Sonny Cumbie saying. You know what? I got my fifth running back, my sixth running back, and my seventh seventh running back. Screw this crap! I'm spreading it out. I'm doing some different things with my receivers, and I'm just going to see what happens. And I think that had a lot to do with it. And yes, Jack Turner did his job, like he did. He he missed a couple throws in that first half, but overall, I thought he did a pretty good job. But I thought the biggest thing for me was scheme wise, it was different. Like, there is no doubt. And that's in what we don't know because we're not in the pocket. And that's the, the question that I have coming out of it. Is, is he calling the same plays that he called when Hank was in there? I was, don't think I Was think the strategy it was the same? Was I, the game plan the same? Or was it different? And, not, and we're not knocking Hank. Like, I like Hank. Hank is my biggest knock on Hank is potentially a little conservative. He hadn't turned the ball over a bunch. No, but I, He's accurate. But it's like, why are we not pushing the ball down the field? The last drive... Of, we come out of that lightning delay. We push it down. The we field, push it down the field, and we look like the tech of old. We got guys with a ten yards of space in between levels, and I'm like, "Where's this been?" But I wonder if the reason for that, and like you said, we'll never know the answer. Is it Jack Turner's uber aggressive? Is it Hank, Hank Bachmeyer's uber conservative? Is it Hank, is it Sonny Cumbie saying, "You know what? I don't have anybody at running back. I can't do anything running the football, especially against this front. I don't have anything to lose. I'm just throwing the football." And I think in a lot of ways, when you go into a game where you feel like you have nothing to lose because you have a backup quarterback making his first career start, let me ask you this. Why has the last two years when Tech has inserted his backup quarterback, whether it's Parker McNeil or whether it's Jack Turner, has the offense looked instantly better? Like, that's a little concerning to me. Very good question. And I don't, and I don't think... like. Like, am I going to sit here and say, oh, my goodness, Parker McNeil was just so much better? Or No, I'll say, say it because I thought he was better. Okay, well, he was better than Matthew Downing, like big whoopee. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? Like, like Parker McNeil wasn't an all-conference quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, there, like there's got to be more to it than just that simple of Jack Turner, oh, I'm going deep. Oh, coach called this route. Hank throws a slant. I'm throwing a post. Up, oh, Hank throws the bubble screen here. I'm throwing a like. I just, I feel like there was more to it than just Jack Turner runs the offense that much. I think Sonny Cumbie really relaxed, probably, and decided, hey, I'm going to do some different things offensively. Let's go to the hotline. Joined by Josh. Josh, what you got for us tonight? Hey, long time listener, first time caller. Was just wondering, you know, what's happening with the the Lady Texas soccer team of all of all the teams that are out there. You know, it's like can't get a win on the road. You know, nah, I, I must be a little spam going on. Sorry, sorry about that, guys. Appreciate I, the call, I, Josh. <laughs> it Ben has been his, a tough start with the soccer team. Though. Here's my thing. Okay, it could have been. I mean, Jack has not played that much football. In a long, t- like in a while, like he doesn't have the thirty games experience. Okay. He, he didn't get in at Navarro. Correct? I agree. This should honestly, this should have been so much worse. No, and that's why I was impressed by that part of it. I just, I think, I thought this was but not. Here, here's the thing: schematically, schematically, okay, Smoke Cyrus, either True Edwards or Julian Lewis, 
or Dakotas Crawford. They played on the same side of the field numerous times on Saturday afternoon. They were running wide open. And it's like, why haven't we done that all year? Yep. But at the same time, I'll ask you this. Why are the first two plays of the game a quick slant to your tight end and a button hook to True Edwards in front of 90,000 with your redshirt sophomore quarterback that hadn't started a game? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that Jack Turner did his job. I re- and I think he's got a bright future. Like, you know me. I was the low man. I said, I don't, I don't know if you can win a game with Jack Turner. I think you can win football games with Jack Turner. I think there, I think the ceiling is far higher than maybe I anticipated. But I'm also like, listen, we don't know Hank Bogmeyer's health. Like, like you said, like he didn't throw a football last week. Like he could be pick up the football today. He's like, eh, ain't happening. But if he's healthy, I want to see the same kind of aggression throwing the football sure. down the field. Because we came in after FIU and we said, all right, FIU's playing cover two. They're dropping the safeties 15, 20 yards off the ball to where you can't throw deep. Well, you know what could have solved that? Putting Cyrus Allen on the FIU safety. And they would have dropped out of that real quick. Or they, or you would have gassed them with the run. Like, I just think that when a defense presents you a question, you better be able to answer it. And I feel like our answers to the test each week are different. It's almost like we're trying to guess which questions are on the test while already having the answers. Like, you got to go in there... Having prepared, I didn't do this in college, but you got to prepare for all 15 chapters of the textbook if that's what the professor that's asked you to do. That's rich coming from you. It's I, rich. That's what I'm saying. I'll just say this. Like, you have to have a lot of answers for a lot of different questions, and your answers can't be predetermined. And the same thing goes for the defense, because in the second half, after you played really well in the first half, you had no answer for Nebraska's little jumbo-humbo package. Former Tech Bulldog. Friend of the program, leader on the squad. I'll leave his name out. Talked to him a few weeks ago. After Hank went down, he said, listen, Jack Turner is going to start at Tech one day, and Tech fans are going to be happy about it. That's what he was saying about the kind of guy he is. I, just don't, I, I know you don't see it. No, I'm not saying I don't see it. I'm saying how, how does anyone see it? You haven't seen him. Well, don't, you don't have to argue it. You can just say, hey, maybe so. Okay, so it's an educated guess. Yeah, but he's on the team with them, seen him work, and okay, seen how much okay. he's improved. He's just we don't know who he is. So okay. for somebody that's been in the locker room with them, I'm slightly encouraged. He has no benefit in saying I'll say this. this. Jack Turner gets a lot of praise. He is one of the hardest workers in the entirety of that locker room, and I think that gives you a great chance to be. And, and he may he may not be as comfortable or have the ability or the game experience, but what he you could tell that he was hard prepared. work. You as prepared, prepared as he can be. I agree. Joey Fresh chimes in. Why do I feel like Sonny is gunshot with this play call and not trusting his gut? I know he's got it in him. We've seen it. That's where I'm at, Joey Fresh. Like, very smart offensive mind. Like, can really scheme up teams. But I think sometimes. Comes out looking like a swing gate. No, you come out with so many answers and the question hadn't even been asked. I got you. Like, let the defense. Too fancy, huh? No, like, don't try to prepare your plan for what you think the defense is going to do. You do what you do. Like, your dudes are good enough. 
your dudes are good enough. We'll go ahead. We're going to continue breaking down the Nebraska game after the break. Cut off at 6.30. Brett Bloomquist, El Paso Times, will join us talking all things UTEP. Uh, a little newsflash on the Miners. Uh, they're 1-4. and four. I was actually on ESPN El Paso last night. Oh, were you? And the topic of conversation before they went to BC on the hotline was who should replace Dana Dimmel as the head coach, and they were naming candidates one by one. If that tells you anything about the vibe in El Paso, 645, former Louisiana Tech offensive lineman, current Louisiana Tech sideline reporter Jerry Bird will join us. We're talking all things Louisiana Tech. Be back right after this. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Check out the Courtesy Automotive family with Courtesy Direct. Click it, pick it, then come get it. From our floor to your door, that's Courtesy Direct at buycourtesy.com. Shop 24-7 online or at two lots filled with seven of the leading brands. Chevy, GMC, Buick, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep Ram, and Jeep. The Courtesy Automotive family off I-20, exit 86, north and south of the interstate in Ruston. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. It's bow time. Get fired up tonight because Bojangles has your family meal covered. Always scratch made, always by hand. Not in a microwave oven, but an oven oven. Biscuits baked 49 steps fluffy, chicken marinated 12 hours bold, and more fresh made fixings to choose from. We've got the cooking tonight so you can enjoy more time with your family and more home cooking for your money. Order your family meal on the app tonight. It's bow time. Bojangles is now offering bone-in chicken on Louisville Avenue in Monroe and Farwell Highway in Ruston. Hey, Tech fans, do you have a young Bulldog fan, 8th grade or under? Well, the Champs Kids Club, sponsored by Super One Foods, is perfect for you and your little Bulldog fans. It includes free admission to all Tech home regular season games, special Champs Kids Club-only invites, and much, much more. Champs Kids Club memberships are on sale now. Call 318-257-3631 or go to latexsports.com backslash tickets. Bark away, Bulldog fans. It's almost go time at the Joe. How about them dogs? Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BC, Beck Ains, John Taylor, Sports Talk 97.7. All right, Beck, we've talked a lot about the quarterback. All the people love it. All right, got to ask you one more question. All right, ask me do we have a quarterback controversy? I, I don't. This if if Jack goes this weekend, and he beats UTEP. Okay. If this, hey, this is the best way to have quarterback controversy, you don't want to have plays well. Yeah, you don't want to have. I agree. I'm not. A, a, oh, you just can't say this the, the way you want to say it. You no, can't have, say it. No, I can't. You can't have two guys really playing terrible, and you're like, man, which one do I go with? Yeah. This is a situation where you're like, Hank's not played bad. We Are just, you still in the boat if Hank's healthy? this Yes, week absolutely, 100. percent I think that's where I'm at. But if they, I'll say if Hank's healthy shorter. this weekend, if Hank's healthy this weekend, 
and they jog them out, and they run the same I dang agree. things. I agree. You're going to have a quarterback controversy. I agree 100%. And I think, honestly, for Hank to see the way Jack played and maybe Cumbie see might the way – Might be like, all right, you know what? That actually worked. Well, and so, in some ways, I think not having Crosby, Shelton, Thornton, Willis all at running back. Just, like, gives you an answer to a question and you just divert your energy somewhere else? Yes. Like, in some ways, I think it's a blessing because you don't spend any time trying to game plan. And and a lot of that was dictated on Nebraska was so good against the run. Like, I'm not saying Tech would have tried to run the ball 40 times if those guys were healthy. But when Nebraska's so good against the run and you have no running back depth, you're just like, all right, how can I most effectively put together this passing game? And I always go back to that Northwestern State game. Because I believe that should have been the game plan. Like, how do we most effectively improve our pass game? Because if we're going to get where we want to go, it's going to be based on a passing off. If I've ever been right about anything, it's my take at the end of that game. I wish I could go back and find every person that texted in well, and Fresh said, oh, win is right a now. win. Happy to see it. No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, I'm with you. You can't have an air raid offense and go 9 for 18 for 100 yards and put up 50 points and be excited. I'm sorry. Can't. Can't. I'll tell you what I did do All right. after the game. Laying on my couch. What time was it? I don't know. 10.30. Oh, wow. You're yeah, late. I was like, you know what? I want to see what Hank did freshman year at Boise. So I go to the YouTubes. And he let it rip. Shameless plug. He was slinging it. I mean, slinging it. Did you just shamelessly plug YouTube? Yep, they need it. They can sponsor us. I mean, I'm like, where is this? I'm with you. And that was three years ago. I'm with you. Like, I got to believe it's a little stronger now. Just chucking it down Hair's the field. a little longer. Just no cares in the world. I just think that that... And we, I, if, I, if, I, if we had a stat guy worth a dang, he could tell us how many... How many throws down the field of over 20 yards we've had this season? I bet 10%. You, I bet, or Hanks have been 10%. 10% over 20 yards? Yes. That's a shockingly high number for the eye test. I'm shocked by that. <laughs> so how many times has he thrown it? 60 times? Well, uh, he threw he's it. probably what? thrown, I think he's averaging 27 attempts in four games, so roughly 100 attempts. And he's thrown down the field 10 times? Yes. That's over pretty bad. Over 20 yards. That's that, that makes it seem a little small. Yeah. I mean... Pretty low. It's pretty low. I think Jack was 20. Pretty low for the air raid, if you ask me. I think we're barking up the wrong tree if we think we're getting an air raid. But I'm just, I was happy with the scheme on Saturday. All right, let's shift to the defensive side of the ball. I'm I'm, I'm up to here, Ben. On defense? Yeah. Mad? Yeah. All right, let's hear it. I just – the, and I'm not an X's and O's guy. But if I can recognize some of this stuff, lack of adjustments, it's just I think this it's astounding to me. I'm just missing Bob Diaco so bad. Oh, he was a quirky Bob. little fella, but man do I miss him. Wouldn't dap us up after the Miami win. No. He, he had to go right. ahead and get to his new job. Here's what I'll say. Defensively. I think Scott Power did a great job in the offseason at getting himself some adequate talent that he could win with. I think when Scott Power puts that adequate talent in the right position to make plays, 
they are successful. Like he did on Saturday in the first half of that football game when, quite frankly, you dominated Nebraska in the first half. You want me to read you you Nebraska's first half stats? Please. All right. Well, hold on a sec because the computer decided that it's going to go extremely slow. But the defense was really good in the first half. All right, here we go. Nebraska's first first half drives. Are you ready? Yes. Punt. Punt. Nine plays, 79-yard touchdown drive. Punt. Missed field goal. That's great. Congrats. I don't know if that was so much Scott Power or just how bad their quarterback was. Uh, sure. I agree. No, no, no. no. Don't take any, anything away from Heinrich Harburg. That dude couldn't play for Rustin High. Like, you don't have to convince me of that. He needs to go to the random name generator on Google and try again. That's what he needs to do. Yes. But the defense did what they should do against a bad offense. Conversely, shifting to the second half, Matt Rule walks off the field. He does his little Big Ten network interview. And they're like, hey, bro, what are you not doing? Oh, we're going to make some changes at the half. As a football coach, you would anticipate that everyone anticipates on making changes at the half. Like, that's why they give you the 15 to 20 minute break so that the band can get a little bit of time to get their mom to take some pictures while playing the trumpet. Hot cross buns. Like, that's what they do. Coming out of the half, did we really think Nebraska's adjustments were going to be, hey, Heinrich? Let's air it out. The dude couldn't hit the broad side of a barn throwing the football, left-handed or right-handed. I don't even think he's throwing with the right hand. So they come out like, hey, let's run the football in the second half. Let's line up in some I-formation with seven offensive linemen. Is that a little loud for you? Not good. Seven offensive linemen. Keep in mind, you normally play five. These two additional offensive linemen, oh, yeah, pluck them yeah, on they, the right side. They tell side. a story. They tell a story. Yeah, pluck them on the right side. Score touchdowns on two of their first three drives. Uh, excuse me, three of their first four drives of the second half. Wink, wink, wink. Ball game. Ball game. Like, Beck, this ain't rocket science. Like, it didn't do anything special on offense to beat you. And it wasn't a lack of players because you know why? You dominated them in the first half. Like, that's what scares me. Make an adjustment. How many times times over the years have we seen Tech play a much better team pretty close at half? Then they got more Jimmys and Joes. Yeah. Start playing with their dominant hands, you know. (laughs) A few times. A few times. Uh, Unnamed Tector says, update on Jaden Burnett's injury. Not sure. Sounds like he'll be out another couple weeks at least. Joey Fresh says, how do y'all still think this is an air raid scheme? What have you seen? Joey, we don't. shows you anything close to it? Joey, we don't. We don't. Beck keeps saying that, but like... No, I'm just, just re-emphasizing what we were told. He's just misspeaking. No, I'm just saying that. I'm, I'm offended too. What was... should we start calling it? Four yards in a cloud of dust? I don't know, Ben. We ain't throwing it down the field. I'll tell you that. And that's fine. No, it's not. But you put me in a box, and you said, I'm putting the air raid in the box with you. Nothing. And then we get into 
press conference today. We found some things on film. Got to make some adjustments. Listen, I got no issue with the coaches' talk because they all do it. You're not getting the the Mike Leeches of the day. You're not getting them anymore. Back here's the issue I have. What do you want, Dion up there? No, what I want is to not hear the same thing we every week. We, Skip, did the same thing, too. He uh, was just yeah. a little more And you know what we said to Skip? Shut up. <laughs> and we're not going to do that, obviously, Somebody's... because we know how to respect people. But, like, don't tell me that you... You saw it on film after the game. Like, I understand I saw it on film during the dead gum game. Like, don't, it's a little nitpicky, but I'll, I understand what you're saying. Like, don't sit here and tell me we've got to execute better. Well, Hell, I watched, okay, I watched 60 your... minutes of football and can tell you should execute. All right. You got the podium. What do you say? Tell me what you say. I'm going to get up there and I'm going to say, we didn't play very good football. We're 2-3 and three overall, and it's on me. I have to get it fixed. And if these guys aren't playing enough, come tell me. Because I'll fix it. You know what I can say? It's on me. You know what I can say? You're going to say they're not playing on No, I was going to say I know it's on you. You don't got to tell me. Well, you're right. Like, I'm just saying. Change it up. Alex, Alex said, are we still making excuses for Cumbie last year? Alex, yeah, I guess you hadn't listened this year. I, I guess. Ed says dirt raid, not air raid. I don't blame you. <laughs> Ed, hey, but we were excited after we beat Northwestern. We were pumped. 50 burger! <laughs> Go ahead, take your next time out. Brett Bloomquist, El Paso Times. You think we're mad. You ain't heard from Brett yet. We'll be back right after this. As summer comes to a close, you may have a kid heading off to school. That's a great reason for a complete car checkup from Walpole Tire and Service. They'll diagnose check engine lights and service everything from brakes to shocks and suspensions. And if that car needs tires, you'll find big rebates on the largest selection of name brand tires, including Goodyear, Bridgestone, Firestone, Continental, and more. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Every day is game day at the dugout in Ruston. Warm up with our bases loaded nachos and fried pickles. Make the call to the bullpen for that home run chili cheeseburger combo. And our chicken wings and chicken strips, well, they'll make you feel like an all-star. And you have to try our new Texas tacos. Plus, the dugout has the best frozen daiquiris in town. That's the dugout 2008 Champions Way in Ruston at the Ruston Sports Complex. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. All the scores, all the plays, all the playmakers. We will rewind the week in high school football Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on the High School Football Rewind Show. This is Mark Kramer. Join me as we break down what happened in high school football Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for the High School Football Rewind on your home for sports in North Louisiana, 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. 
Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Let's jump right back to the hotline. Joined by Brett Bloomquist of the El Paso Times. Brett, how are we doing tonight? Doing real well. Having a really rare rainstorm here in El Paso. But other than that, oh. everything's fine. Well, that is a little rare. Uh, so let, let's jump into things. Obviously, Dana Dimmel... Uh, we talked a little bit earlier this week. He's won 12 games over the previous two years. Went to a bowl game back in 2021. Miners off to a one and four start here early on in 2023. What what's the vibe like uh, around the program as they jump back into conference play this weekend against Louisiana Tech? Well, the the team still seems pretty upbeat. I mean, you know, there's kind of a lot of negativity around right now, as you can imagine, after a one and four start. But. Uh, you know, the, the the team's kept optimistic. They think they're they're better than their record. Uh, doesn't seem like many fans do, <laughs> but uh, you know they're 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 trying to keep their chins up as best they can. The team. Gavin Hardison. I was looking at some of his numbers today. I feel like I've been previewing games where he's been the starting quarterback forever. Now I think he'll make his thirty fifth career start Friday night. Uh, I know it's five touchdowns. I know it's seven interceptions early on, but he means so much to this team from the quarterback position. Yeah, and you know, I think uh, Demel certainly was the opinion his play is better better than his numbers. Uh, you know, two of those interceptions in the last game were there in the final minutes when they were really having to press down two touchdowns. Uh, you know, he, he has made too many mistakes. I think he'd be the first to say that. But he also, he, he makes some pretty incredible throws. I mean, he's getting NFL looks just because he's got a golden arm. And, uh, you know, he, he has made some great throws this year. He just needs to eliminate those mistakes. I, I think he knows that. And, you know, that's I, I think he's their best chance to, to kind of rescue this thing if they're going to rescue it. Coming into the year, a lot of the talk at the running back position surrounding the minors was centered around Deion Hankins. Uh, a bigger tight back, but Torrance Burgess Jr., uh, a little small scat back, has really impressed early on, nearing 300 yards and leading the team in rushing touchdowns with two. Yeah, uh, Deion Hankins was has been kind of hurt. In fact, he only played a couple of plays in the last game, but they think he's healthy now and will be a full go. So we'll, we'll see if you know if he gets back to being the number one. But yeah, Burgess has been he, he's been their best offensive player so far this year. He's shown some explosiveness that they, they kind of otherwise lack. But, yeah, and then uh, their third running back who had one good game, uh, Mike Franklin, he's been out with an injury. Uh, we'll see if he's back this week. You know, they sort of were kind of proud of that three-headed beast. They were uh, – but, yeah, that, that kind of injuries kind of kind of tripped them up there. But, yeah, they've been, they were okay last game with Burgess, and they think they're going to get Hankins back. So they should, should be back in a better place this week. In terms of the passing game, we've become so accustomed to UTEP wanting to run the football, run the football, and then set up some play action off of it and really take some deep shots down the field. Is that kind of what they look to do from a passing game standpoint here in 2023 as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, there's still always going to be run first. Uh, but, yeah, and play action's kind of, you know, and also a lot of run-pass option uh, stuff. But, yeah, I mean, that's what they'll look to do. They're Aaron Smith may or may not play this week. He didn't play last week, and he hadn't practiced yet this week. So we'll see. Uh, Kelly Akari's kind of kind of stepped up in his plays. He's a another guy they had back from had kind of a disappointing year last year, but is coming on this year. So yeah, that'll be 
that'll be interesting to see with their help with Tyron Smith. But yeah, they're they're still going to look to to run the ball first for sure. Sonny Cumbie raved about the Miners' defensive line today. Obviously, uh, we've become accustomed to seeing the the Keenan Stewart's praise. Amaya Wule, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Some of, some of those guys have looked like they've been there, or they have been there for quite some time and have really made some big impacts in games against Louisiana Tech up front on that defensive line. How has that unit performed thus far? Uh, they think it's been pretty good. Uh, you know, There were some struggles in this last game, which was kind of rare. It was uh, rare to see them. I think it was the first time they could up 300 yards on the ground in a long, long time. But, yeah, on the whole – their line, and not not just those starting guys, but they feel they they go too deep there pretty well and have a, pr- a pretty big rotation in there. And yeah, I know Prazon uh, Hule has had some big games against Louisiana Tech in the past. Probably brings back good some good memories for him, although most of those were losses. But uh, yeah, I mean they, the, the defensive line was certainly supposed to be the strength of their team coming in, and they feel good about the way they played. Uh, maybe last game accepted, but other than that, yeah. Tyrese Knight, I think it's fair to say he's the best linebacker, uh, not only in the conference, probably in all the G5 and maybe the country. 66 tackles in five games. Yeah, he's he's something to watch. And it's sort of one of those weird things. That was He was sort of unrecruited out of junior college, kind of an example of that uh, case of people just forgetting about the junior college with all the, with all the transfer portal kids. And he came here and then uh, – you know, after last year, had all sorts of chances. I mean, he, he could have left and gone just about anywhere he wanted to, but he wanted to show some loyalty to UTEP. So he, uh, you know, he had a transfer to give and didn't do it and uh, stayed here and has really made an impact. He's, you know, a, a team leader and yeah, yeah. Well, the national leader in solo tackles, I think second in total tackles. And yeah, he's, he's just been fantastic player. I think, you know, he's, 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 he looks like a next level player to me. I know he's, he's, you know, the NFL scouts when they come to practice, he's one of the guys they're looking at. You mentioned briefly about the transfer portal and how it's become so popular. Uh, did I read that correctly that UTEP's only had two or three players that have entered the portal during Demel's time in El Paso? And if so, how has he been able to build such a strong culture in that locker room where strong cultures aren't the norm across the country? Yeah, yeah, he, he, the players really have shown an amazing amount of loyalty to him, to, to him and to the UTEP program. Uh, you know, I mean, they're, they're, you know, I think they had a total of three guys leave, and one of them, Tyron Smith, came back. You know, he entered the transfer portal, went to A&M, and I think I realized he liked it better at UTEP and came back. The other two guys who left, you know, one to Florida State, one to Arizona, and have trouble faulting them for that. I mean, you know, but they've had players like Tyrese Knight who just turned down chances to go to Power Fives, and it's uh, you know, it really is that they do have a lot of strong bonds of loyalty there, uh, and you know, I think that's something that kind of needs to be taken into account. I mean, there's going to be, you know, there's already people howling for Demel's head, which will happen after a one and four start. But but that, that that's an undeniable positive. It's just the loyalty that so many players have shown who who could have left for power five schools and just chose to stay here and be part of this program. Hasn't won a road game since December third, two thousand twenty. Do you think uh, the miners are aware of that? Uh, UTEP hasn't. In the, no, no, wow. no, Tech, tech hasn't. Tech no, hasn't. Tech hasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I, I don't know. Uh, honestly, I, it's, not, it's nothing. Anything UTEP has mentioned. I mean, to them, Louisiana Tech's just a team that more often than not beats them. <laughs> I think that's the way they look at it. Uh, 
I know it did go well for him the last time Louisiana Tech was here. It went well for UTEP. That's, but that's kind of a rare thing. I don't think UTEP, I think they're two and nine all time against Louisiana Tech. Yeah, I don't know if they're, how aware they are of Louisiana Tech's, uh, struggles in that regard. I just, I, I know they have a lot of respect for them because they've been on the wrong end of the scoreboard so many times against them. Last question. We'll let you get out of here. For UTEP to earn a win on Friday night, obviously a late kickoff out in El Paso. Uh, what must the Miners do? Well, they're going to have to defend the run a lot better than they did last week. That'll be the point of my story in tomorrow's paper. They've got to got to shore that up, and then they just need to cut you know, turnovers. I mean, they've been very poor at forcing them, and and they've given too many away. I mean, they're way on the negative side of, of that. They they need to force some turnovers. They just you know they haven't had a multiple turnover game yet this year. I think they're going to need to anytime they're going to going to be able to win. They're going to have to have to win that turnover battle, which they just haven't done this year. That'll be the biggest thing, uh, slowing down the run game and getting some turnovers and not giving it away. Well, Brett, tremendous stuff. If any of our listeners want to follow some of your work leading up to the game on Friday night, where can they find that at? Yeah, ElPasoTimes.com, and then uh, my Twitter is at Brett Bloomquist, 1T, B-R-E-T-B-L-O-M-Q-I-S-T. Yeah, but El Paso Times will have all our coverage in there, including uh, plenty of game day coverage. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Have a good week. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Brett Bloomquist, El Paso Times, joining us tonight. Help us preview the UTEP Miners back. Don't love hearing that UTEP struggle to stop the run. Might mean the dogs come out with a priority focused on running the football. Wouldn't surprise me, Ben. I'm not going to lie to you. All right, you not going to lie to you. Want to see a big run game, huh? I want to see a little bit of what we saw Jack in the game with in Nebraska or Hank light it up, however. You know, who knows? Tech won three games in 2022. One of those wins was over UTEP 41-31 at the Joe. Believe, if I'm not mistaken, that might have been the game that Parker McNeil got hurt in. Okay. Finished the game, but didn't play in the weeks after. Maybe that was it. Yeah, I was going to say the game that... Bruised ribs or something? Oh, yeah. Collarbones. Yeah, got drilled a few times. Uh, Going back to 2020, the COVID year, Tech won the game. Oh, no, 2021. Don't know if you remember this one. 2021 out in El Paso. This was Austin Kendall. You might remember Kendall. This is like a 12-19 game or something. 19-3. Oh. Seven combined turnovers in the game between the two teams. That's tough. That's a doozy. That was the old Skip Holt special right there, boys. And then 2020, uh, final one that we'll talk about. Tech won that one in Ruston, 21-17. So, Close games, usually. Or general, generally. Competitive games. Competitive is a better word. Competitive games. So let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. Louisiana Tech sideline reporter Jerry Bird will join us. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Hey, DQ fans, the leaves are changing, and that only means one thing. The new fall blizzard treat menu's here. Dip it into the season with returning favorites like Snickerdoodle Cookie Dough, Pumpkin Pie, Oreo Hot Cocoa, Caramel Fudge Cheesecake, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Pie, and the Choco Dipped Strawberry. Or get your marshmallow on with the new Royal Reese's Flutter Nutter. That's seven crave-worthy treats, and they're only at participating DQ locations. 
where happy, it tastes good. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with the Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Wake up. Did you know? Wake up and hear what you've been missing. It's the Nick Brown Show. Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. on 97.7. Follow Nick on Twitter, Facebook, and listen online. Wake up. Join us this Saturday. It's the Nick Brown Show, 8 to 10 a.m. Saturdays on 97.7. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BC back and John Tabor. We continue to effort Jerry Bird on the hotline. Of course, you can get us 888 uh, Cookie chimes in, says, I'm going to say it, 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 you can quote me, if we don't beat one in four UTEP, I'm officially will be on the Cumbie got to go back. Yeah, I think you won't be the only one, Cookie. You won't be, but that's, <laughs> what's the beautiful thing about being a fan? You can sit in your chair and just be mad or be happy. Or be sad. Or be sad. And this is what we do. We kind of said North Texas was the okay. game you got to win, <laughs> and now we've moved to UTEP. It's the game you got to win. I'm so glad you brought that up. I was thinking about that earlier today. We talked Just about- because we like the way we lost at Nebraska, we're back optimistic, and now we're looking ahead to Utah. Well, I like it because you you said, or no, we both said going into North Texas, we were like, this is the game. Like, if you don't win this game, like, you're going to lose to Nebraska, you're going to lose to Utah, you're going to lose to Western, blah, 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 blah. Now, it's like, all right. Lost to North Texas, 2-2. Two and two. Lost to Nebraska, 2-3. and three. But we've all talked ourselves back over to the other side of the fence because now you're just 1-0 well, in conference play. Listen, we're 1-0 in conference play. And here's the good thing Cumbie's got going for him. Because it's a road game, we haven't won a road game since you and I were babies. It doesn't even matter how you win. If you win 3-2, to two, there's going to be some happy Tech fans. We're like, we won on the road. Oh, back. It don't even have to be 3 to 2. It'd be 2 to nothing. That's what I'm saying. It could be 70 to 65. I we don't will, care. We will be happy with the win. Back, if Tech wins on the road in El Paso, I'll drive to Shreveport to Harris Casino. Is it still open over there? Uh, Boomtown. I don't know what they're called. Little Caesars. I don't know. None of those. Pizza Inn. What's over there? Golden Nugget. No. What's it called? Caesars Palace. Nope. Boomtown. Nope. Boomtown might be one of them. Uh, the, Margaritaville. The, Margaritaville right, one. I'm going to Margaritaville. What's the if, big gold one? We can't think of it. Tabes, you ought to know this. Golly. Unbelievable. Stat guy, get on that. If we win this game, I'm coming in for that post-game show. It's going to start at like 12 o'clock. Joey Fresh is going to call it like 12.15. He's going to be so jacked up. He's going to say, HBT Day. 
and we're going to have won like 16 to 12. And he's just say, HBTD, boys, there ain't nothing to complain about tonight. The dog's got a road win for the first time, and we're going to be like, you dead gum right. Horseshoe. The horseshoe. We're going to go to the horseshoe, and we're going to go to some kind of blackjack, red and black. I got you as a, as a slot, slot machine, machine kind of guy. Something. And we're going to put 100 bucks in it, and we're going to walk out of there at the 100 grand, and then we're going to walk to the Joe <laughs> I. Stadium, and we're going to throw in some NIL money, and then we're going to be saying the dogs are back. That's how it's going to work if Tech wins the $100 road game. to 100 grand. You are an optimistic fella. Man, all these guys are saying horseshoe. Yeah. All of them. We, we got some of the smartest listening audience. This is how we check and see who's listening, you know? Yeah. You throw up a softball and they just, the text come rolling in. Grand slam. Let's go ahead and jump to the hotline. Joined by Louisiana Tech sideline refor- reporter, former Louisiana Tech offensive lineman, Jerry Burr. Jerry, how we doing tonight? Great, Ben. How are you doing? Uh, we are doing well. So what wanted to get you on just to jump in and kind of hear your point of view on some different things throughout the year. Obviously, Louisiana Tech uh, off to a 2-3 and three start. From your point of view, how would you say or how would you assess that Louisiana Tech's played to this point in the year? Well, I think it's kind of been up and down a little, Ben. Um, you know, kind of let that uh, North Texas game, uh, you know, Valued comeback, not able to finish the job right there. And I think if, if that happens, then, uh, you know, I think we're feeling a lot better about where we're at right now. But, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of been up and down, you know, started off with the FIU win and, um, you know, didn't look very good at SMU, uh, beat Northwestern State, um, you know, like you're supposed to do. But actually in that game, sometimes, you know, you're not playing as well as you want to play. So, um, I don't think it's been near as consistent as, you know, Coach Cumbie and his coaching staff have wanted the Bulldogs to play, and I think that's a, a, probably a little source of their uh, displeasure at this point in the year. And, and so I kind of want to go there with you. You've been in a locker room. You've gone through the week-to-week grind as far as getting ready to play on an upcoming Saturday, and we hear so often whether it's coaches or I guess really I'm asking specifically about players. You talk about the process, the process, practicing well, executing, watching your film, whatever it might be. For an 18 to 22-year-old kid to to stick with a day-to-day plan, how difficult can that be week to week? Uh, it's real difficult. I think it's more difficult uh, now uh, than it was you know, when I played 28 years ago uh, with social media, cell phones, uh, you know, the transfer portal, NIL, all of those different things, you know, add to what, you know, all the things that a student athlete had to do back in the day. You know, not that we had it easy. We didn't by any stretch. You know, you have class, you have study hall, uh, you have meetings on top of meetings, and then you have practice. And so, you know, that's, that's that process you're talking about, that grind. Um, and uh, for the uh, athlete in this day and age, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I don't really, I can't understand how they are able to, to get all of it in, uh, to be honest. So we've had a lot of talk, and obviously Hank Bachmeyer starts the first four games of the year. Beck and I both agreed, did a good job, probably might might have expected a little bit more, but I don't know that that necessarily falls all on his shoulders. Jack Turner starts at Nebraska. Uh, his first career start in front of 90,000, one of the best atmospheres in all of college football. 
thought he handled that really well, all things considered. Uh, from a quarterback standpoint, a lot of injuries at the receiver position. Guys have been in and out of the lineup. The running back injuries have been well documented. Would you point to the injury part of things as kind of what's held this offense back the most? Uh, especially at the running back position, the injuries at the running back position. You know, you got Marquise Crosby. Uh, you, you know, you, you're expecting him to be your your bell cow guy, and, and he's not. And then you know, some backups. You know, second and third team. You know, guys uh, get banged up and are still, you know, a little banged up at this point, even though I think they're going to get a few of them back this week uh, going to UTIP. But, you know, that, that I think has been uh, been the main thing. You, you mentioned the quarterback battle, or uh, not battle, but, you know, the quarterback position. Um, you know, I thought was real impressed with Hank. Um, you know, was impressed with his uh, pre- pocket presence, his ability to stay in there. You know, I can think of some quarterbacks in, in the in the last few years that Tech has had that, you know, when that pressure, you know, when that pocket started getting close around them, you know, they'd start panicking and, and looking at those defensive linemen who were coming after them or rather than looking down the field and seeing what their options were. I think Hank did a good job uh, with that, um, you, you know, when he was in there hitting the check downs, you know, and then, you know, Jack comes in um, and, and like you said, I thought, you know, Jack Turner handled that situation, uh, his first college start uh, there at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska. I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't understand until experiencing it uh, on, on Saturday just how, how loud, you know, um, that place is. And, you know, on third down, everybody in that stadium is screaming their head off. And so, you know, there were a couple of times in the first half where Coach Cumbie had to take a timeout to make sure that everybody was on the same play. You'd see an offensive lineman turn back and talk, try to talk to Jack, and Jack's trying to scream to uh, the guys in front of them, but they can't hear him. But, um, you know, but very adverse situation, um, and I thought he handled it so well. Uh, you know, he wasn't wide-eyed about it and uh, just really impressed with the way with the way he handled himself. Another thing, the thing I think that uh, Jack gives Coach Cumby in that offense, uh, you know, I think his with his height advantage, you know, he's able to see some of the, the vertical throws down the field that I don't think Hank's able to see. You know, being on the sideline and, and, and you know, being behind the offense some, seeing, you know, those big offensive linemen and defensive linemen in front of you, sometimes you're not able to see a guy down the field where I think Jack Turner is able to do that. And I think you saw that when uh, Jack came in the game late against North Texas, um, you, you know, and was able to hit some of those throws. Also about Jack Turner, he's got a little bit more mobility to his game. For, from an offensive lineman standpoint, having a mobile quarterback, does that change things for those guys up front, just knowing that he, he might move out of the pocket at any point? You know, a, a little bit. Uh, but, you know, I mean, those guys up front, they have a job to do. And, and from snap to whistle, they've got to do their job. And, um, you know, if, uh, you know, but they have to be with a guy that can take off and run and use his feet, you know, that they've got to be aware of that and understand that, you know, okay, I'm, I'm pass blocking. I'm in my pass set now. The, the defensive end has rushed me. Okay, I fit him up. And now, you know, when that defensive lineman transitions to try to get away to, you know, go take off after the quarterback, you know, you've got to really stay with that block. You've got to, you know, be aware 
of that that you have a guy that likes to move around that can can use his feet and uh, not kind of just you know when that defensive lineman quits pursuing the quarterback back there understand that hey I gotta I gotta stay with him. From a defensive standpoint, we've had trouble. I guess the best way to describe it is kind of trying to grasp what we've seen from the defense. There's been moments of big plays, of lost yardage plays, of getting after the quarterback, and the, and there's been other plays where they've given up a lot of explosives. What's kind of been your evaluation of how the defense has performed to this point? Well, you know, I I, I would agree with thing that you've said, and I think some of that, you know, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I don't know how many times they blitzed last year. Yeah. You know, don't have don't have I don't know the numbers for this year, but what I can tell you just off off uh you know the eye the eyeball test tells me that they are blitzing more this year than they did last year. And uh now, you know, sometimes uh those blitzes pay off for you. Sometimes you you, you guess wrong, mm-hmm. you know, or you know, you just you you're blitzing in the the A gap and the ball hits the B gap. You know, the the running back's able to find the seam. So I think that has been the cause of you know some of the uh, you know the the, the defense's uh, problems here uh, early on in in this season. You know, Saturday, uh, you know the run game as far as Nebraska. You know, uh, the first series and the second half. I've never seen an offense run the same basically the same yeah. play uh the entire way down the field running to the right side i mean they just you know they, they came out of the locker room they said we're going to run you know off tackle to the right you know we're going to pull the left guard around and give give us one more blocker over there and we're going to lean on them and that's exactly what um you know what they did now the tech defense adjusted i saw them uh defend that play better later on in the uh in the game but you know that that you know that that was a whole drive right there, where you know not able to to make a, a an adjustment, not able to defend that play. Of course, you are talking about you know linemen, but uh, on both sides of the ball in Nebraska that you know are, are are bigger and stronger than than the ones we have at Louisiana Tech. Last question, I'll let you get out of here. Um, you know I'm a bird guy. We we gonna turn the corner on the gridiron here pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, I I I just heard bird guy. I missed the last. Part. I, I'm a bird guy. You know that. Are we going to turn uh, turn a corner here on the gridiron here pretty soon? And I I, I sure hope so. Uh, you know, we only had one uh, starter returning on both sides of the football. Fullwood uh, at middle linebacker, and then a fullback uh, and Dixon Poirier. And unfortunately, I, I think Dixon had a uh, going to keep him out most of the sec- uh, second half of the season. Um, you know, it, it, there, times are tough at, uh, at the city right now as far as football goes. But, uh, you know, great kids. They're going to keep working. The, uh, one of the best coaching staffs in northwest Louisiana. And, uh, you know, they're doing the same things they've done in years past. And, unfortunately, the, you know, things just haven't gone their way this year. No doubt about it. All right, Jerry, we appreciate it. Looking forward to hearing you and Malcolm and Teddy on the call Friday night. Well, I'm not going to be there Friday, but uh, I'm I'm, uh, I'm going to be at a local high school game. But right. uh, I appreciate it. I, I enjoyed it, and I look forward to getting back on the sideline. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. All right, you too. Bye. Jerry Bird joining us on the hotline. We'll break it all down. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Every day is game day at the dugout in Rustin. Warm up with our bases loaded nachos and fried pickles. 
make the call to the bullpen for that home run chili cheeseburger combo. And our chicken wings and chicken strips, well, they'll make you feel like an all-star. And you have to try our new Texas tacos. Plus, the dugout has the best frozen daiquiris in town. That's the dugout 2008 Champions Way in Ruston at the Ruston Sports Complex. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Remember the moment. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. Storage tank ruptured, and for miles, chemicals were pushing up against the riverbanks. This was a big, big deal, and it was going to have a serious impact on communities up and down the river. I remember the moment this local guy came up to me and said, they call the guard out for this stuff? You probably thought we were all about hurricanes, tornadoes, fighting Mother Nature. Hey, it's a chemical spill. It's a disaster. It affects the water supply, threatens wildlife. We're talking about the health of entire communities and people's livelihoods. You bet we're ready for these kinds of things. We were out there with booms to prevent the spill from expanding. We were responsible for protecting and monitoring the sensitive wetlands. I also remember the moment that same guy came up to me and said, I don't know what we would have done if they hadn't called the guard up. Learn more about how you can protect your friends, families, neighbors, and the environment. Everything that makes up your community. Go to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Beck, what what did you think of Jerry Bird saying Hank can't see a deep route? Uh, I mean, I don't think I didn't think Hank was short. Was he six one, six two? Yeah, six one probably. Right. Six foot. I don't know. Jack sure looked, did, Jack sure looked like he could see it. I think that could be. There could be some facts to that. Um, I mean, listen, it helps, but we can give you a whole list of quarterbacks that got over it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. All right, let me ask you this: You want to go? Uh, one being the least, ten being the most, or are you going to go A to F on this exercise? A to F. Let's do that. How happy are you as a Tech fan right now? Uh, football. Oh, is this part of the questions? How happy am I football-wise? Yeah. With the start, first five games of the year. Pretty. Back after Friday. D. D. And the think- only reason it's not an F is because I'm a little optimistic. I kind of, I'm interested in Hank. I mean, in interested in Jack slash Hank situation getting better. I mean, we saw a glimpse of what I want to see. A gl- okay, if you all right, so you're saying going if into you this weekend, you me, that glimpse has to turn into production. Yeah, though, if you'd right? asked me after after the North Texas game, it would have been a lot worse. But yeah. I'm a little optimistic after watching Nebraska. Yeah, but you're still a D. I'm still a D. You're not that optimistic. Yep. Um, all right, here, I got something for you, and I'm going to tell you these numbers, and I haven't told you these numbers. All right, and I, I I genuinely genuinely want to gather your thoughts. 
Glad you're genuine. If I told you that Sonny Cumbie's five and twelve as a head coach at Louisiana Tech, Sonny Cumbie five and twelve, okay. And that the roster you're currently going to see on Friday night in El Paso at the Sun Bowl, eighty-six of those players were brought to Louisiana Tech by Sonny Cumbie and his assistants. Your reaction would be what? Hmm. Well, I got some doubts. Now I know. Listen, I know you're at the forefront of Skip left us with nothing, and I get that. I, I don't and debate not, it, and I'm not mad at Skip for that. No, I don't, at this point, I don't know that you can be. I think. I think the. I mean, I'm not mad that Trey Harris left. Like I wish he would have stayed, but I totally get it. Yeah, I totally get it. Now, in a perfect world, do I want loyalty? Do I want like cheer for your little Singing team, the Trey? For yeah. sure. But I'm like, you have the the two seasons you had, and I don't blame Trey for getting. I guarantee you a lot of money from Ole Miss and a chance to play in a pretty high powered offense. I'm like, dude, I don't blame you. They're play, paying a lot per snap. I can tell you that. Yeah, he ain't playing much. He's got played, the old injury bug. Yeah, it seems to be a thing with him. Uh. But I mean, I'm a realist, you know. Like that, that's kind of scary, though. Is what I'm saying. Oh, I, dude, my opinion from here until it changes, until somebody changes it, is if we have anybody shine that is that fit that looks the part. Now, like Smoke, incredible player, but I get why every every school in the country is not doesn't want him. Sure. If you get a Trey Harris, you get a, Six, two, two, a Carlos Henderson, a yeah. Quinn Pat, like they're gonna be gone every single okay. year. But the, but. My point is this. You've brought in 86 new guys. Beck, when we get to Friday night at around midnight, we're going to be halfway home. Yeah. And year two. And dear Lord, I hope it's three and three. Me too. But my biggest concern right now is where's the progress? Yeah, that's what I think we've shifted. We've shifted from like North Texas is a big game to UTEP being a big game. And we keep giving chances of like, we got to see something. And I want and now I, in the FIU game, I was optimistic. Now we find out how we got lucky when we played them when we played them. But I was optimistic. I was like, man, we came back from behind. Like that's big. Well, time. And I wonder if we sit here and we say, you know what, this is a big game. This is a big game. That's a big game. You know what? I wonder if we're, what we're really saying to ourselves without saying it is like, forget the quality of opponent, forget what number when it could be on the schedule, forget whatever, like just give me a glimmer of hope. Well, you have, believe it or not, you have expectations, uh, whether it's winning, losing, how you win or how, how you, you lose, lose. Yes. every game. So we could play an FCS school and like much like this year, be kind of upset at how we won. Like that's. Oh, there's no doubt. Like there's no doubt. Like I was pissed off after that win. Like. Like, I'm, I'm past the point. Like, here's the deal. When I'm 18 years old and I'm in college and you go on the road and you beat San Jose State 24-17 to and San Jose State goes 1-11, and I'm 18 years old. I'm an idiot. I don't care. Right. Like, I don't care how it looks. Now, when I'm 32 years old and I got three kids. Your time is valuable. Well, that's kind of where I'm getting, though. Like, you want to talk about why the fan base is not excited? Like, you have to evaluate on a Saturday. Do I want to spend seven and a half hours out at Joe Stadium 
with all three of my kids and my wife and spend who knows what amount of money to go to the game and get a crap product? Or do I want to just sit home, go plan something else, get home right in time to watch the game? When the game's over, I don't have to worry about my kids being too tired. I can put them to bed at 3 o'clock. Or in the third quarter, I mean. You get on, like, and so that's why I'm like, I, I, I don't want that. I want the glimmer of hope. I want the glimmer of progress. Like, I want to be like, and it's like I said, like, you go to whatever school and you lose 48 to 43, but you give me 500 yards of offense. Like, I'm good. Yep. Like, I'm good. One side of the ball has got to be dang good. And, and if you want butts in the seats, it better be the offense. But it's like Nebraska, though. Like, it wasn't great, but it gave us that glimmer of hope. It's like, all right. It wasn't that, a miserable game to watch. No, but you're. But hey, at the same time, you're not going to convince me I'm going to see that again on Friday night. I'm not buying that trick. <laughs> You've been burned too many times. No, yeah, I've been burned. <laughs> like, I'm not buying that offense is going to be spread out all over the place. I know. And tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. Like, you're I'm wrong. just not falling into that trap. That is concerning. You have this many new players and nothing's changed. And like, it's like I said earlier, both your backup quarterbacks that you've played the last two years have performed, at least initially, better than your starter. We'll see what happens with Hank. Okay, I don't think it's fair to say Jack Turner's been better than Hank. Right. But he, like, he certainly Interestingly different. And it was fun. Yeah. Like, why is that? Like, why is half your... Why do you got 19 running backs hurt? Yeah, why do we have so many that are it's hurt? It's weird. It's weird. What's the other position? I mean, we got him a wide receiver, too. Yeah. Pretty much everybody that, that touches the ball is hurt. Yeah. Kind of scary. Interesting. Oh, Barnsey got hurt, and he was kicking it. Yeah. He's fine. Concussion. Yeah. He did great on his extra points. Hey, I don't know. Hey, hey, you want me to be honest? The boys were excited to play. They're like, "Oh, we're playing in front of ninety thousand. And I was thinking to myself, "Barnsey, might not. You play. better hope you get on the field. <laughs> you ain't doing the kickoffs, so you ain't guaranteed one play. You ain't better lying. hope you get on the field." And he made his two extra points. I thought I thought Jerry Bird brought up an interesting point too about the defense. That they do seem to be blitzing more this year. Hey, I will say the first was the first play of the game we sacked him. Yeah, I was pretty yeah. tight. You know what? Getting a sack now. When you're watching the game as a Tech fan, you're like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot we could do that. Yeah, I forgot that was, that was allowed." But I'll say this, too. Hey, defense give up explosive. And listen, Sonny Cumbie's the head coach. Like, he has different uh, he has different things that he obviously evaluates that, like, obviously. that matter more than what matters to us. Correct. Like, for me, like, I'd much rather you blitz, 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 and blitz, and get burned than sit back there and three down rush and let a quarterback sit back there and pick you apart. Make a sandwich and then throw a touchdown. Like, I, yeah, like I'm not in for that. No. Like you now, listen. Like I said, Sonny Cumbie, his concern is keeping points off the board. I hear you. My concern: sack the freaking quarterback. You remember the days when, like, Sonny, Do- like we we might have blitzed because it was like we're going to get scored on no matter what, but we're going to yeah. score. Oh, Sonny Dykes was like, "Hey, listen, if they can score in a minute thirty, I can get the ball back." Yes, and score. Well, coach, there's ten minutes left in the first quarter. I don't care with the ball. <laughs> I got this cool play. Yeah, he almost let him just give me the ball back as fast as possible. I got possible. this cool play. I'm going to throw a post to Quentin Patton. Coach, you just threw that two plays. Like, yeah, I'm doing it again. It works every time. Colby never misses the throw. Oh, those were the days. Like, literally. You talk about calling Skip's plays out of the stands. You could literally hey. call Dykes' plays out of the stands, and you could literally not stop them. 
Hey, I tell you what, you know why Tech fans like Hank so much? I mean, Jack, they saw that number 10. It brought back memories. Oh, yeah. And we ain't talking about Weston Elliott. No, we sure ain't. <laughs> we talking about Colby Camp. Hey. He started slinging it, and everybody Jackson said, why does, it, why does this look so good? You think Jackson grows hair out a little bit? I don't know. And we also have those new sick unis that kind of look like oh, Colby Cam's. I tell you what, we might have lost, but boy, did we look good. We looked good. <laughs> those uniforms were sick. Which is, honestly, you, you had more eyeballs on us than, than ever you're ever going to have all season. 772,000 people watched that game. And I bet you 770,000 of them were thinking those are some sick jerseys. And I bet 765,000 went and bought a Tech NIL jersey. Uh, Donald Monroe says Jack's game was schemed better than Hank's. I've seen that. Uh, Reggie said Colby to Patton will forever live in my heart. I'm glad you brought the jersey thing. Uh, you know a rumor I heard? Yeah. That players that have jerseys. Yeah, a lot of players around the country are doing that now. Yeah. They're selling them. They're selling them. And uh, they make, and these are like hundred dollar jerseys. They make a hundred. They make seventy percent of the profits. So what's the website that that's through? I can tell you. Okay, let me ask you this too. So is that the player making that jersey, or that's is it the, the university? Like, there's no, no, it's not. The, it can't be the university. Or it might be the university. I don't know. But like, I'm saying athletesthread.com. Okay, so that's some nil website. Yeah, it's official looking, but they're ninety nine. I mean, they're nice jerseys, but. Yeah, and, I've seen those floating around on and Snapchat. And if, if you go buy one, $70 saw it on Snapchat. is going to the player. I saw it on Snapchat. Did you see it on Snapchat? No, I don't have Snapchat. Okay. But. <laughs> but can you imagine being like a Queen Ewers and being like, yo, check the link. I'm going <laughs> to pay for dinner tonight because some sorority sister is going to love this. who buys a jersey for 100 oh, bucks? Ben. You telling me if you had some disposable income, you wouldn't have a smoke jersey right now? I would. You would? You caught me. It'd probably be too small, though, if it came in smoke's actual size. Let's go ahead and take your time out. We come back. We're putting a bow on it, and Beck's going to tell us how many days it's been since Tex won a road game. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Hey, DQ fans. The leaves are changing, and that only means one thing. The new fall blizzard treat menu's here. Dip it into the season with returning favorites like Snickerdoodle Cookie Dough, Pumpkin Pie, Oreo Hot Cocoa, Caramel Fudge Cheesecake, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Pie, and the Choco Dipped Strawberry. Or get your marshmallow on with the new Royal Reese's Flutter Nutter. That's seven crave-worthy treats, and they're only at participating DQ locations. We're happy it tastes good. Check out the Courtesy Automotive family with Courtesy Direct. Click it, pick it, then come get it. From our floor to your door, that's Courtesy Direct at buycourtesy.com. Shop 24-7 online or at two lots filled with seven of the leading brands. Chevy, GMC, Buick, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep Ram, and Jeep. The Courtesy Automotive family off I-20, exit 86, north and south of the interstate in Ruston. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna R. Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know keep it right here on bleed tech blue radio 
Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we put a bow on it on this Tuesday night. All right, Beck Ains. Tech hasn't won a road game since December 3rd. 2020, when we get to Friday night, how many days will that be? 1,030 days. Should have made Taves guess. Oh! Oh. That is a lot of days. The old G-bar of days. I only had two kids back in 2020. Probably had a mask on. Me too. Probably had a mask on. No, you probably didn't. Yeah, probably didn't. I didn't wear that. I weren't a big mask guy. Um, Golly, that was a long time ago. It's, and I believe that road game. And we are in a we are not a great conference. No, like this, it's pretty inexcusable. And Beck, I'll be honest. At least we're winning home games. Hey, if we don't win one this year, I'm gonna need old Eric Wood to put a little FCS opponent. Let's go visit them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Either that, or start sacrificing animals or something. <laughs> My golly, get some of that sage. You know, take it on the bus. Golly, I don't even. Dave knows what I'm talking about. You know. I believe that road win at North Texas too was after we had didn't play for like thirty. Was it the days. one that Amik brought, blocked the kick? Was that the last road game? Uh, it feels like it, but no, that was twenty eighteen. Uh, ooh, yeah, feels like it though. It, right. it does feel like it. Let's get into our picks for the game on Saturday. Do you have a line on this one? Sure, I'll find that. Yeah, find us a line. Louisiana Tech traveling out to UTEP. Miners one and four overall, zero and one in conference play. Their lone win came this year. Against Incarnate Word out in El Paso, they dropped their opener at Jacksonville State. Tech two and three wins you know, over the, FIU. And Vegas doesn't State. is in no hurry to put out the tech lines. It must be a big. You think it's the up in the air with uh? <laughs> I, I saw a line at one and a half. Oh, DraftKings has it one. Tech is a one point underdog. Okay, one point underdog. So What's basically, the they're saying under? Tech's a. Two point better team, but we're losing three at home at home field advantage. Yeah, over under at fifty three. Fifty three, boys. I'll be I'll be honest. The under feels like the play. Yeah, it feels it? a little high. I am zero for five or zero for four. However many games we played, five. Fade us, just fade us. All right, Tapes, you're up first. Fifty three takes one point underdog. Oh, I hate it. Uh, twenty seven, twenty four dogs. <laughs> Okay, so that's an under, though, right? No, no, no. Yes. 51. Yeah, it's an under. Okay, that feels about right. 27-24. I'm going to go next because I'm not picking anywhere close to it. I'm going to say dogs 22, minors 13. Really? And ju- and absolutely as ugly as the score indicates. Really? Absolutely. Take it. I think Tech will score two touchdowns, two field goals, and the old proverbial safety. Bet on the tech safety at plus seven thousand. Thirty. Right, I think your safety is a fumble recovery in the end zone yeah. for twenty-seven. I'm going to okay. go thirty-one Possibly. seventeen dogs. Thirty-one seventeen. Lock of the year. Oh, this is your lock of the year. Oh, First one for sure. Is it what's, what's the lock? The under or the or the line? Both, Taves. Both. It's the dogs winning. That's my lock. You know what else? Stone is the Cold Pipe Lock of the Century of the Week. <laughs> After CBS Sports Network, this is a lot. After CBS Sports Network makes this game last for four hours with 742 commercials. Oh, is it? Is that what's happening? We will go on the air for the Impact Healthcare Solutions Louisiana Tech postgame call-in show at 12 o'clock. Yeah, it'll be midnight. Yeah, we'll get off the air about one. 
Then we're heading straight to the horseshoe, turning a hundred into a hundred thousand, going to give it to NIL. You want Bo Nix? We'll get Bo Nix. You want Caleb Williams? We'll get Caleb Williams. <laughs> we'll just get him. You want Spencer Rattler? We'll get Spencer Rattler. I don't get whoever you want. All right. Mm. Been a fun show tonight. Want to thank Jerry Bird. Want to thank Brett Bloomquist at the El Paso Times for joining us. Tapes. Beck, BC, after 1,030 days, we think the dog's road losing streak's coming to an end. Rejoice, Tech fans. We can all celebrate. We're back to 500. 2-0 in conference play if all things shake out. How the boys projected to shake out. For John Tabor, for Beck Haynes, I'm BC. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Covino and Rich, so listen up. To get the rest of what Covino and Rich said, podcast it by searching Covino and Rich. And as always, you can hear Covino and Rich weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> ben, ben, ben Maller, the big dog. I am the greatest effing clown. Ben Maller, the man with all the answers. And anyone who says otherwise is an absolute idiot. Ben Maller, the after-hours specialist. This is the definition of stepping into it. It's the Ben Maller Show. So I've got three stooges, Alanis Morissette, and Jersey Mike. It's like- Weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Kaboom! When you call yourself the premier sports lineup in the nation, you have to back it up. Well, my friends, we do. Check these names. Dan Patrick, Colin Cowherd, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Doug Gottlieb. Spectacular. Cavino and Rich, Chris Broussard, Rob Parker, Ben Maller, Jason Smith, and Mike Harmon. Is that premier enough? Listen to all those names right here. Really? On Fox Sports Radio. FS1. To find FS1 on your television, go to foxsports.com for details. FS1. All right, it's the Odd Couple, Chris and Rob, live from the tirerack.com studios. We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. You can get a multi-policy discount by combining